Now it's your 
Radio presented by Follow Black Dollars and sponsored by Risk Work Custom. We're in the building. What's happening? We got down. What's up? What's up? What's up? Same shit, different place. We got Crooked Halo in the building. I'm your boy, Richie Carlisle. We are live on YouTube. Go to the WeAreRadio.com YouTube page. We're also live on Facebook. Uh, watch Party's about to get jumping in a minute. Today, we are talking about layoffs. Um, if anyone's been laid off, know anybody that's been laid off, you're about to get laid off, you're scared to get laid off. I'm pretty sure that anybody in America can relate with what we're talking about today. Uh, we're also going to have um, national recording artist Denario, as well as um, R&B legend and platinum R&B superstar Joe Little in the building of the Rude Boys. Yo, it's going to be a dope-ass episode today, man. I'm excited, man. How you feel right now? Yeah. Eh. Trying to figure out what this dog is doing. Man. Mm-mm-mm. That's absurd, man. That that is absurd. So we were talking earlier, you know, for those who don't know, you know, every week, you know, me and Halo get together and figure out what are we gonna talk to y'all about. And um toward the end of the week, you know, we agreed to discuss layoffs. Um well, actually, you know, she suggested it. I'm not going to take no credit for it whatsoever. Uh, but, you know, with everything that's going on, you know, with the economy, um, I think it's really important because you had certain people that was running for president that were, you know, that was making promises and saying that manufacturing jobs and certain jobs were coming back. But a lot of those jobs have been lost, you know, you know, since, you know, said person has took office. You know what I mean? And... And with um, the advent of automation and more jobs being replaced by machinery and computers, you know, layoffs is a reality. You know what I'm saying? But, like, when you were thinking of the topic, you know, what was really motivating you, you know, to bring that up? It's something people go through every day, Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Have you ever been laid off? Yep. Tell us about it. It sucked balls. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no question. No question at all. Like, I remember I was talking to my man the other day. Um, we were talking about it. And um, I was in a meeting. I was, in a, I was a supervisor in a call center. And a lot of people were asking us on the floor where they're going to be laid off because with this particular company whenever a campaign had come to a come to an end they would lay off half the company that's just how it went you know i wasn't aware of it and i had asked upper management what should i tell these people and they had told me to say hey look no we're not laying off and they actually had people from corporate come in on the floor and tell these people that we were not laying off and three weeks later i'm sitting in a meeting with 
all the higher ups and they were like, oh yeah, so the campaign went good, we exceeded goals and um, we're gonna lay off a third of the company. And I'm sitting here like, what? You know, and people had asked us, you know, straight up, are we gonna lay off? And they had put me and other management in position to have to lie to a lot of people, you know, and so not only were they laying off a third of the company, but they were laying off everybody that day. So it was like people were going to come in a day and find out they ain't had no job. You know what I'm saying? So that was um, that was my first, you know, upfront experience, you know, with the layoff and the way that they did it was so scurvy. You know what I'm saying? Actually, it's my second experience with layoff. The first time I got laid off was we were... I was working for a company that was uh, changing out water meters for an entire city. So it was a project. So if you, if anybody's ever worked on a project, you know that projects are temporary. So at the end of the project, um, you know, the work is over. So there's nothing to do. So we were, we took the job understanding that at the end of the project, we may not have a job. So, you know, so we knew that. And toward the end of the project, we had finished ahead of schedule. So they had allowed people to, you know, post, you know, post for different jobs on the clock and take different training classes online, you know, because the activity was down because, you know, as the, as the project ended, it was less people to call on and less calls to receive. So they let people do that. Uh, the people they liked the best, they kept them, you know, or if it was a role for them after the project, they kept them. Everybody else, you know, you search for a job. So people got placed and things of that sort. So they handled that situation really good. Whereas the other company did some straight scam scotia. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So so that's the thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's really brutal. You know, the thing I hate most about it is if a company doesn't give you any notice or any warning at all, you come in and the doors is locked. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's that's the bull. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the bull. So once again, we're broadcasting live on YouTube. Um, for those that's listening on uh, Mixler, we can look at us on YouTube. We're also uh, broadcasting and on Facebook via the We Up Radio uh, chat room. So definitely check us out and comment. Share the video. You know what I'm saying? Definitely appreciate it. Um, man, we got, we got, we up radio, we got radio celebrities walking in the door right now. My man, Big Squeeze just slid up in here. We talking, talking about layoffs. He knows something about layoffs. What up, Squeeze? What's up, good brother? How are you? Man, we good. We good. I see you in the building, man. You want to, you want to sit down for a minute or are you here? Um, I'm on a mission, but I can always got <laughs> No doubt. No doubt. How you doing? Yo, yo, say what up, Crooked Halo's on the phone. Crooked Halo, what up, though? Big Squeeze! How you doing? Yeah. What's happening? Nominated for Hip Hop Entertainment Award. Why your ass ain't down here? Uh, ain't nobody got no car, bro. Oh, okay. Well, that's a, that's a good reason. That's a right. good reason. Yo, but for real, for real. Yo. I'm not seeing you, though. That's my girl. But for real, for real. You got to give me um, the station as a whole is actually up for an award. Yeah, man. So, so, so that means yeah. you up for an award too. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Y'all up for one, man. You up for an award? Hey, we up for an award. We up, we up radio. <laughs> up for an award, baby. We on the map. They didn't know yeah. our name last year. They didn't. They didn't know our name. Yeah. 
But yeah, so so nope. guess what? Guess what, Negro? You up for the war? Hey, I'm trying to get mine, and I want us to get ours. Cause I'm right. walking on stage both times. <laughs> right, right. I'm gonna ask Dang. I actually gotta go to this thing. <laughs> yeah, right. We gotta be there now. I got a reason to go. <laughs> Go. Right. No, yeah. man, I think it's very unfortunate being laid off, though, you know, just to stick to your topic, because being laid off sucks. I mean, you always got that over, you got that over over a person who got fired. You can say that, because you got an opportunity to come back. Right. But uh, most likely, you ain't coming back, because they ain't got space for your ass, or they Not ain't got the money for your ass. So, you know, being laid off is... um. It's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, it's ugly. Do they normally give you like a severance package or something like that? Is there normally like? It depends on the company. It depends on the company. If you work for Ford, GM, the like the still the auto workers, and you're in the union, when they lay off because they always do layoffs, uh huh, and they do a mandatory Ford. My dad worked and retired from Ford, and every year Ford does a mandatory two week shutdown in the summer. Mm. And before that, but before that happens, though, that means you're off work for two weeks. And they, they pay you for that it. Before that happens, normally they would get their profit sharing checks um, prior to that. Yeah, because so my, my grandfather actually you, retired they, from they GM. Where their the layoffs same. were more palatable than anybody else walking into a call center and they're like, well, you know what? The campaign's over or we lost the campaign. And we don't have no reason to keep y'all here. Have a good day. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's terrible. I mean, because I've had that happen. That 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 Felon Finley place downtown Cleveland, across from Post Office Plaza. You know, they're that's what they do. They would steady ad campaigns, lose campaigns, and when they lost a the campaign or the campaign was over, they didn't have no job. If they didn't think you would bring them any money on a different campaign, they did not keep you. Damn. Well, I mean, I guess I guess you sort of have to know that going into it, so you can make wise decisions with your money when you get it. Well, that's the thing. A lot of these, a lot of people don't, and that's why we're talking about layoffs. Because when you people don't realize that you can get laid off anywhere, anywhere. Right now, that's true. Yeah. Victoria, Victoria's Secret, the company is laying off high level and middle management. You wow. know, AT and T is laying off people. Sports Illustrated is laying off no writers for their digital company. Layoffs <laughs> happen across every industry. And it really doesn't matter where you work or who you work for. You have to be able to weather that storm when it's Absolutely. Because you just walk in, just like you said. You can pull into work. That happened to, um, wasn't it called Cleveland Optical? That place that uh, I've come. Oh, girl, no, I'm on like 40th or something in that plaza. Yep. Yeah, and they and the people walked up there, and they had ordered glasses and had eye exams, and people showed up to work, and there was a sign: every branch was closed. They filed for bankruptcy. Damn, I ain't tell you nothing. So it's like you can't you you have to be prepared in all aspects in this day and age. Mm. No matter what job you have, no matter what level of degree you have, doctorate, master's, whatever. Yeah. Because the bottom line is, if you're not in business for yourself, you're beholden to your corporate master, regardless. And as soon as their bottom line points to a way to get more money by losing people, you that's what they're going to do yeah. every single time. That happened to me at TV20. So I definitely understand that. 
when I was there. Oh, I had, yeah, I had a couple of friends that was at TV. Yeah, yeah, I, had I know. TV show, and they, when it was time for cutting people, yeah. go to the chopping block, you out of here. Yeah, when I was at, uh, when I was in school for this, TV 20 was big because a lot of people had them. They were doing a lot of good things, but again, that's the industry, and that's anywhere that you work. But television, radio, this is one of the reasons why online radio is becoming more and more uh, of the market share because what comes along with working for terrestrial radio, for those of you that don't know what terrestrial radio is, FM, AM, yeah. There's rules, regulations that come along with that, and you're not an employee, you sign contracts, you have to sign a contract. Absolutely. So, I just went through two contracts even, with Terrestrial Radio. Exactly. Even if you're running the board, you're the engineer, you're a producer, you, whatever you're doing, you have to sign a contract. If the show doesn't bring you if you don't come across on the air, advertisers want to pay to the market on your time, you're out of here. they'll get rid of you. Yep. That's a fact. Quick. With the quickness. Hey, you know what? I got to go, but I want to say this before I leave. Juke Radio is vital to the hood. The hood needs shit like this. This is like the Garden Valley version of CNN. You know what I'm saying? MSNBC. CNBC, some of that nature. And, and we need that. We need that because we need to be able to uh, be relatable when we talk to people. The, you know, the audience yep. that we attempting to reach. We need to be able to be relatable while being informative because they don't want to hear a bunch of big mumbo jumbo, but they need exactly. to hear the information that that you you know give it to them. So I think that Juke Radio is incredible for the streets, man. We need this for real. And I didn't know what to expect when y'all started. When you shut down the plug and restarted with this Juke Radio situation, I love the promos. I love the ads. I, I I I didn't completely see the direction though. I didn't understand it, and shit. I, I, this is why you can't climb inside a nigga head. You gotta see what happened. And I like this man. This is dope. Salute to y'all, man. Man, we appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, we I appreciate the needed, man. It's much needed. And that was that was the goal. That was the goal. Like he really, please, really hit on, on really the goals of what we wanted to do in the beginning was let y'all understand and navigate through how these companies are doing. Absolutely, period. absolutely. The bottom line is, you have you. Everybody got bills. Everybody want to keep a roof over their head. Everybody deserves, no matter what job you're doing, to be able to pay their rent. Pay their house note, keep their lights on, Thanks. and have a balance month to month on their bills. Mm -hmm. The idea of living check to check and being uh, slaves to these companies and disrespected. No, we we are the ones that hold the power. GM with this strike, they're still on strike. Yeah, they may have reached a, a tentative agreement, but until it's signed, they're still on strike. Right. A lot of it, and they're not the only ones. I was talking with my mother about this the other day, and there's so many other companies that have unions right now what is it the chicago is the second or third largest school district in the country and their teachers are on fucking strike yeah that's crazy their, their kids are not in school Three hundred thousand kids not in school because chicago don't give a shit and people act like teachers are not supposed to 
be able to live and they have your kids for seven plus hours a day. Everything you see in their classrooms, when you go to their open houses and you see all that shit in them rooms, that come out the teacher's pocket. Yep. That's not out the district's pocket. Yep. That's not out the school board's pocket. That's out that teacher's pocket. Everything. And for people to act like teachers don't deserve any type of respect to me is a slap in the fucking face and I don't even have to. Facts. I agree with that. And the thing is, is that a lot of uh, these school districts have temp teachers. They're not even full time. They're not even full staff teachers, man. Because because of the way and how much teachers are are disregarded in the community and teachers being accountable to 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 have. The only reason why people even go into teaching anymore is not because. Well, I'm not going to say it's not because of the love of kids because there are still some people that do that. But teachers also have a union, which means they're guaranteed pensions when they retire. That's why you see the same teachers teaching generations of kids. They're in there 30, 40 years. They have to be. That's why they're doing it. And back in the 50s and 30s and 40s and 60s, it made sense because you could live off of that money. You cannot live as a teacher on $30,000 a year. Nah. And you Hell, you generally can't live off $30,000 a year, period, no matter who you are. And that... And people don't even realize teachers are getting that, and they don't even work the summer. In the summer, they're laid off. If you are a teacher, substitute teacher, and you're listening, tell me. I know I have teachers who are friends, and every summer, so they got to get another job unless they're in a situation where they're, you know, maybe married or whatever it is. But the majority of them aren't, and the majority of them struggle. Right. And have to get additional employment when school is out yeah you just see teachers and teachers in walmart or teachers in target or teachers at amazon exactly. or ubering well i've been exactly. a teacher at so-and-so high school for 20 years but you taking me to the theater exactly and you ubering. and that's the thing so Chicago teachers union is on strike and i'm looking at this it's getting relatively no media attention because we got a dumbass that should have been assassinated a long time ago, you know, we're on the brink of some super fucking fucking fuck shit coming up here. And people act like this shit is a game. There ain't nothing about this that's a fucking game. Nah, it's not. Nothing. Nah, it's real. Nothing. <laughs> is 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 so, very vital. I mean, you know, speaking about this dude, and I really want to. I'm, I'm I'm about to pivot because I don't want to get his cat no airtime for real, but. You, right. know, you got the country. You got the country getting punked by Turkey. Man, you getting spit by by Turkey? You over Man. here? You over here kowtowing the fucking Turkey? Man, man. Anybody we, else? We, anybody we, else in office wouldn't even be in the situation. And if a country like such as a Turkey wasn't even trying to pull this shit, it'd be on CNN live from Turkey or what used to be Turkey. Well, again, this is why I hashtag everything country well, full of dumbasses. That's what we're dealing with right now. Right. But um, back to the topic at hand, yeah. the, the Chicago Teachers Union, I, as, as a product of a, of a union environment, like I said, my dad worked and retired from court, I am always going to stand with the union on whatever issue. And whether it's the teachers, whether it's the fucking... Delhi Slicer Union at Giant Eagle, whatever the fuck union it is. You know what? You would not I think that call center should have, have unions. You wouldn't have a 40-hour work week without the union. People will swear up and down 
unions ain't shit and they're looking at at it from a jaded point of view very with jaded. all of the corrupt from I think that if you are I think that if you are a uh, license if you're a licensed uh, call center worker you should you should be you should have a union if you were in like a, a mortgage broker, insurance agent, anything that requires state and federal licensing, you, we should have unions if you work in these in, in, in these companies because the way that they do uh, licensed professionals is is, is, is is absurd. You know what I'm saying? Because we're we have to have um, hours of um, we have to take continued education for the life of our career. You know, we could be subject to lawsuits and we have to maintain levels of insurance and the whole nine. I mean, for real. But in the way that they do us, especially with the money and how, you know, for those that fought, that rock with us, you didn't see, you know, the the, the, the comp, <laughs> the compensation package meeting. You know, that's real shit. You know, these companies will change the pay scale on us four or five times in a year just for the fuck of it. And it hurt me. You just, know what I'm just saying? Because they don't want to pay you. They don't want to pay you more than four figures and five figures to see when you're in the insurance industries and the financial service industries, mortgages, anything like that. And we're talking about bonus structure pay. We're talking about commission. We're talking about upwards of five thousand and up, depending on how that structure is set up, how that payout is set up. Some companies let you get your shit every two weeks. Some shit. Some companies. Once a month, some companies a quarter. every quarter. So when you work in your, when you're a top quality employee and you're a high producer, and all you're being motivated by is the money because you got bills. Yeah. And you're calculating your your bonus and your income on based on okay the structure set up this way. I know I didn't close X amount of loans. I have X amount of loans and pending status. I have. Um, five six seven applications out in various stages mm -hmm. so depending on the company you could be hitting bonus points on all different stages of a loan on all different stages of an insurance contract you don't know it's different for every company and then here these motherfuckers come that that quarter they're supposed to pay you out and you're expecting to see seventeen thousand two hundred and fifty dollars and they're hitting you with here's four you know what and now instead of seventeen, you're only getting fifty-seven. Or that's the type of oh, oh, you know, type shit that they do in financial service. Or if you bring in a hundred thousand dollars in premium in a month, you bring in a hundred thousand dollars in premium a month, three months in a row. And your paycheck is looking three different. You, you got three different paychecks for the same amount of actual production because of other of money, factors yeah. that that are factored yeah. in. Yeah, I mean, for yeah. real. I mean, in mortgages, if you close, if, if in mortgages, the average cost of a house in Northeast Ohio is about 200000 So if you're closing four loans a month, which is what most companies want you to be able to do, some, you might find some that let you get away with three. But most of them want you closing four loans a month. That's $800,000 a month, almost a million dollars a month. That's a lot of premium. Now, if you do that for three months, for four months, you're expecting on that 800000 you know, a certain percentage point. It's called a BIP. And the higher the BIP for you, the less money the company's going to take out of your commission. So you might get into a company and they tell you, well, you know what, we're going to give you 300 bips on every loan that you close. 
So if you closing out at the minimum of 200000 you're getting a shit ton of money for that. You're getting at least, what is it, 300 bits on the 300 bits on 200000 So you're getting $6,000 on that. So six times four, that's $24,000 just on $800,000 worth of loans that are closing. Now, that's in one month. So if you get bonus by the quarter, how many months are in a quarter? Four. Okay, four times 24000 That's a lot of bread. Okay. Now, you go to a meeting, and they tell you they didn't change the bonus structure. We're not giving you 300 bits anymore. We're going to give you 150 bits. Ooh. They cut your shit in half. Here, you thinking you've had your down payment for a house. You're getting ready to buy a car. you saving shit. That's why people get into those industries, because the ability to make an astronomical amount of money or a bonus potential is ridiculous. But you also have to fight these companies that do shit like that. I've had it happen. It still happens. Yeah. They'll tell you all kinds of shit. You'll run into all types of shit. There'll be people in the underwriting department that will hold up your loan. Processing will hold it up just because being spiteful. Maybe the owner don't want to pay out that much money this month because they powder habit then took them, beat them a little bit in the ass. They wasn't expecting to spend that much. Right. Hold up. My side chick's boobs need some non-essential, <laughs> but highly desirable upgrades. And that's what that's man. how I be. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, we was at a company, me and my man, my man Jay Scrit, we was at a company where Cass was looking at the owner like literally get fatter. <laughs> like literally yeah. get get fatter <laughs> while the commission checks got smaller. <laughs> yeah. And that's the first thing they do, and then they wonder why they can't keep high quality productive people right and if you're lucky enough to be in a situation where you have a company that doesn't fuck with your pay structure your bonus structure every time you turn around that's really who you need to stick with exactly at some point, if it's something that you if it's something that you could absolutely positively do on your own that's what you need to be really on your own having a goal to achieve because being out here is america American dream. Everybody can start a business. You can do. You can make your money and live comfortably off of just about anything you can think of in this country if you have the desire to do it. Mm. A lot of people feel like you got to have thousands and thousands of dollars to do certain. No, you don't. If you got the knowledge, why you can't do it? But all these companies, Tesla has laid off people last year. Uh, AT&T, there's been so many other companies, there's a firefighting, um, uh, a whole firehouse got laid off in East St. Louis, Missouri, so Uber laid off people, Hell, even the private jet company Gulfstream, they laid off people. Wow. Coal miners who struck down that they was going to get saved, them niggas is getting laid off. And this was just, this was just two days. And their union said it's highly likely that there will be more layoffs. The clear sign yet that America's coal county is headed for widespread job cuts. The amount of coal being produced per U.S. miner is the lowest level in eight years. Productivity has slid 11% this year alone. And the last time that it was that low was in 2011. 
when coal companies ended up cutting almost half their workers in the downturn that lasted more than four years. Four years before they could even bring in people to, new people to hire. And mm. see, it, underscore, it's a, it underscores the intense pressure facing U.S. coal. For years and years, they relied on exports and metallurgical coal used for steelmaking to offset the demand that was shrinking from U.S. utilities. Meaning, because we're not using coal in the U.S. for heat or light or fuel anymore, they were relying on, the, on foreign markets and exporting that shit basically to more third world countries that still have a need for that not understanding and realizing that a lot of the higher european markets are going into sustainable energy renewable energy they're not on coal that's why you have that 16 year old girl touring the fucking world talking about climate change because in europe you know they believe they're scientists over there you know, you know they, they, they actually believe science and, and, and facts and shit and understand the significant <laughs> amount of changes going on in the weather. Right. So the idea that you have an entire industry in the U.S., the coal industry, depending on now Europe, because we don't use this shit. You only really use coal when you're in these, uh, the coal mining states, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, they're, where they're still, they still have co-ops, they still have gas co-ops, they still have oil co-ops, they still have um, uh, well water and well heat, like they're, they're still living in the 19th and 20th century as far as progress with their heat and how they're using that fossil fuel. They've not made the transition to understanding that now it's 2019, we're in the last decade of the teens, it's going to be 2020, mm -hmm. and you're the only one still remotely relying on that shit in this day and age. There's solar power, wind power, there's just sustainable renewable energy is where it's headed. And instead of preparing for that, now, again, you have this industry that fell for the rhetoric that somebody was stood up there and told them and didn't want to believe the science, didn't want to believe the rest of the world. Now you're sitting here two months before Christmas and your union is telling you that more layoffs are coming. Mm -mm -mm. Hashtag country full of dumbass. Because you could have avoided this. But the idea that a lot of people have against change, against technology, against modernization is what is going to tear a lot of people's families apart, their livelihoods, because you're not ready. And you refuse to go and learn a new skill. You feel you don't have to. Well, my great, great, okay, but they're dead. I mean, you're still here. Right. <laughs> I mean, and I, and I like to liken it because when people, they were like, what you mean? You remember when, if you've ever seen Forrest Gump and you know Lieutenant Dan's character, Lieutenant Dan hated Forrest for pulling him out of that jungle in Vietnam. Because like you said, 
every one of his family, men in his family, had fought and died on the battlefield. And he felt swerving down, you're taking away my destiny. No, that's not, that evidently, sir, that was not what your destiny was supposed to be. And that mindset is a lot of people still to this day. And not necessarily, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, you may have been ingrained for some shit in your family for generation upon generation, but you know what? So was racism. Mm -hmm. Somebody got to change. Right. That's 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 absurd. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, let me know if I'm wrong. Nah, you making lots of sense to me. You making a whole lot of sense to me. This, I mean, but and and so people have to understand. You do not owe anybody anything but yourself, not your family not anything even if you have kids if you have a wife if you have a husband you don't have to put whatever your hopes and dreams onto those kids they got to live their own life we don't know what's coming a lot of us the way folks is dropping like flies again next we're, we're we're two months from 2020 people a whole new decade where you, are, are you anywhere near where you thought you'd be, where you'd be right in 2020 on the damn date? Right. Is the country where you thought it would be and you're going to be right in 2020 on the date? Fuck no. Uh-uh. Not at all. Not Is the country all. closer to where, where we would be in idiocracy in 2520? Fuck yeah. Right. So at some point there's a fork coming and you're going to have to pick a pick a path and understand that get into these companies, get your money and get out and get your own shit. Gener invest in your family, buy land, buy businesses, set your kids up, do trust, mm -hmm. ensure that you can have that entrepreneurial, uh, mindset going through the family ensure that your kids don't have to put up with some jackass sexual harassing ass bigot ass fucking boss right what, what do they call them today microaggression like if you go back and watch so many 80s and 90s movies a lot of these kids they don't they wouldn't put up with a lot of that shit I no. saw a meme, I saw a meme, it was it today or yesterday? I don't know, it might have been today, but it said something, which one was it? It had a picture, oh, it was uh, Forget Fuller House, and it had the cast of, you know, the, the Full House one on Netflix, mm -hmm. and it said, I want to see uh, Married with Grandchildren. <laughs> and had the cast of Married with Children on there. Which is awesome because I would love to see Married with Grandchildren, but what people don't realize is that shit would never fly today. Nah. If you go back, every episode of Married with Children is on Hulu, okay? If you go back and watch every episode, there is no fucking way they would let Al Bundy back on TV. Nah. No way. 
No way. Not. Come on, man. Al. <laughs> Al. Al is my nigga. Al kept it entirely too real. He kept it a thousand. You know what I'm saying? There's entirely too many fat jokes. The 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 cracks between him and Marcy. The only thing that comes close to Al and Marcy is Martin and Pam. Right. And that's only because Martin and Pam weren't as derogatory. You know, Martin usually kept it about Pam's hair. You know, he never talked about her being dark skinned or anything like that. Al went there with, with he Marcy. went He's there daughter. Marcy you know what I'm saying every chance he got every chance he got he went there with so there, there, there's no way Peggy was the laziest of the laziest laziest women and there's no way they would let that type and of Bud woman. was an incel not, man! <laughs> man! Bud was an incel man. Bud was an incel and um, man. Kelly was a whore yeah, she was a slore. <laughs> she would be. Right, no. She would be. Meet your new team lead. <laughs> no, she would be. Oh my gosh, she she'd be, be meet your new team lead. How'd you do it, Kelly? Well, um, you know, I had some secret meetings with the Sioux. Oh, oh, man, yo, we're gonna hit the hit this commercial break. Gonna come back. Gonna have more Juke Radio. Then we're gonna have um, uh, Denario and also uh, Joe Little of the Rude Boys. Uh, stopping through. Um, yo, man, it's going, man. Jig Radio. Reggie Clemens, insurance professional. Losing a loved one is hard enough. Worrying about how you will handle final expenses only adds to one of the worst moments of your life. Let Reggie Clemens help you address this very important need. With over 12 years experience, Mr. Clemens has the knowledge and wherewithal to help you deal with all situations. No exam is required for most plans. Auto, home, and renter's insurance is also available. Call 216-925-6577 for a free quote. That's 216-925-6577. Reggie Clemens, insurance professional. We Are Radio is one of the fastest growing online radio stations in the country. If you want to grow your business, promote and broadcast live for your event, or start your career in broadcasting, We Are Radio is the place for you. We have plans and services for everyone. Email us at weupradio at gmail.com to find out more, or you can call us at 216-772-3393. Weupradio.com. Topic every man, you hate the radio. I despise what? it. I hate it. Tune in to Clutch Players University. You said who? Clutch Players University. Clutch Players University. Yeah, man. When? On Saturday at one. Get out of here. I'm not lying, you said man. Clutch Players University. Clutch Players University. When? On Saturday at one. Are you listening? Clutch Players University Saturdays at one. At one. Tune in to them on, on WeUpRadio.com. Clutch Players University. Clutch Saturdays Players. At 1 p.m. What's up? So I'm tuning in. Saturdays at 1 p.m. on WeUpRadio.com. That's what's up. I, I check. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. Tune in to OP Nation Talk every Thursday, 7 to 9. Right here live at WeUpRadio.com. 216-772-3393. Hosted by Ray Sharp. Councilman Ernest L. Schmidt. And King Swisher. Every Thursday, 7 to 9. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. What's 
up, world? It's your boy, Big Squeeze. Each and every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m., we at Radio.com. Check out the dopest show in the world, you heard me? Yeah, me and my homie Moop, we go out here, we go hard with the real hip-hop heads. We got that dope shit. If it's hot, we gon' play it, believe that. Tune in to the jungle, baby. Big Squeeze, Moop, 6 to 8, we at Radio.com. On OGDJ Radio. I had a conversation the other day with this girl, and, and she said she saw a girl, and she was like, "Damn, she got a fat ass." And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> "Why would you say she got a fat ass to me, though? That don't sound like something I want to yeah. hear." You know, I ain't I'm got nothing against yeah. homosexuals, but I'm not one, and that sounded kind of homosexual. It sounded a little gay. She was like, "Well, what you mean? It's there. I can see." I said, "Well, how would it sound if, as a man, a man came to you and said, Damn, look at my dude uh, jogging pants. He rocking the f- out of them.'" <laughs> Like, huh? <laughs> if like, if another nice, man That's a nice bulge Man if another nigga <laughs> Seen another man's pants And talked about His package That's gay as hell that's It ain't no gay. understanding yeah, That's gay That's gay So and then She said I'm not gay I said but that Definitely sounded like A homosexual comment Right I understand sure. That you appreciate A woman's body But from my perspective That wasn't just a comment That was homoerotic <laughs> Right <laughs> Damn Homoerotic Yeah yeah right. That yeah, was right. That made me think of a threesome. Tune in each and every Friday night, 4 to 6 p.m. on WeAreRadio.com for OG DJ Radio. Radio. Oh my God. I love OG DJ Radio. Oh, WeAreRadio.com. To rock me, knowledge, knowledge, peace, the cats who rock Mac, knowledge, knowledge, peace, the cats who rock Mac, knowledge, knowledge, street astrologists, light up the mic, guard, knowledge, block joints, the character points, Corolla, Motorola, Hola, play a guard, he pack over the shoulder, home tanks, play it like Yanks, check the franchise, front on my guys, my enterprise, blast many lives, the fellow fakes like reflectors, he has sugar in his hand, his last crack career, we can can him, manhandle him, if you wanna. Running this scribble, get ditto, skate like a limo, and jet to the fly state. Relate, take a break, break down the eighth and then wait. Dropping like Drake, thugs, they be rolling and screwing. We canoe and claim they doing the same shit we doing. Fuck the union, it's the same style. Was the trainer boy jump the turnstile? What up, everybody? This your girl Nicole J, host the Clutch Players University every Saturday, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. You're listening to WeUpRadio.com. Like Windex, Index, finger be sore, busting these fly scraps. The Wally can't count, crazily grins, but wild plans laying with my. Yeah, what's up, what is your boy, Big Squeeze, host of the jungle, each and every Friday, live at 6 p.m. Right now, you listen to WeAreRadio.com.
So yeah, <laughs> we back. Um, control, man. So the technical difficult. That's why I need my producer in the studio. I'm not a producer. <laughs> I just play one on radio. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, we're back. You know, I mean, we had an extended uh, technical issue. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah. All right. Okay. So yep, that's what's up. Um, at any rate. Yeah, I'm kind of salty because I had like a good five minute uh, monologue that was dope, and I can't get that back again. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man, that's that's why we yo yo we need, we gonna start a GoFundMe. We gotta we we, we have to we we gotta get Halo back in the studio, man. This this is this is signet. Man, Cash App uh, dollar sign R Clemens two one six. We gotta get. You know, support the movement. We gotta get Halo back in the studio. Oh my God! So we're talking layoffs um, right now. There's a guy named Andrew Yang that's running for president, and he's talking about um, universal basic income, uh, where basically, you know, if you're a citizen of the nation, you receive will receive a thousand dollars a month, no matter who you are, no matter if you got money, you don't have money, you receive that money. Uh, generally speaking, I'm with the idea. You know. Definitely some kinks that need to be worked out. Um, but overall, the premise is if everybody received a basement, a, a minimal amount of money, you know, it will boost the economy. You know, and the idea has been has been done in other places. You have places in Europe where it's been done. And those economies are vibrant compared to what we got compared to the shit show that we got going on now. You know, in yeah, there's a city in California that is going to, uh, they actually have already started doing a piloting universal-based program. It's Stockton, California. What they're, it's a program for 130 residents over the months. And under the program, the recipients will receive $500 a month, no conditions such as worker sobriety requirements. Um, the organizers of the project have kept the identities of the people doing it secret. Uh, they we're in the a silicon-based Organization, organization, the Economic Security Project, project donated, donated one million dollars in initial funding for the program, which is about a third of its budget. Um, the story that came out of Stockton put a real name and face in what that economic insecurity looked like and what it looked like to make a different political decision. One of the head guys of the program said the first payments of the program are going to be distributed on a credit card. This happened this past February. With this organization, organizing 
money being able to tell uh, how, uh, the how the money is spent. Uh, um, the final the results will not be available for the next, for the next year, year in the program, in the program is back to be, to be able to illustrate the progress of individual anecdotes as the data takes shape. So, yeah, Andrew Yang is, is not the only one. Bernie's introduced Warren, Warren is introduced it. Um, Cory Booker, Booker, he commissioned, commissioned a study in New Jersey, in New Jersey looking, looking into, into it. it. And then, and then uh, 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 I'm... Andrew Yang, Andrew Yang, of course, and Kamala Harris, she proposed a monthly, a monthly livable income to the American family. So several of the candidates have all put their, put their spin on, on that idea because if you think, about, you think it about it in the long run, it makes sense. As your generation, As your generation and people, and people age, age, they're going to age out of being able to work. And that's, and that's not, not including... Um, People that, people that maybe get, maybe get injured or have a disability or can't work, or can't work maybe needs. special needs. There's a lot of things, that, lot of things that go into that. You just don't you just know, don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. bring. So the idea, it does make sense that, okay, how can we make sure, sure our citizens can still be productive and contribute to society? Well, people have to be able to feel like they're a human being in the first place. We have to be able to maintain a roof over their head, to be able to eat, to be able to keep the lights on, to be able to keep utilities on. And to if they feel like going to get an $8 cup of coffee once in a while, they don't need, they don't need to be shit shamed about it. At all. So the the idea is a sound one. It's really just about putting like the situation in Stockton and using these pilot programs to see how that would work. Because a person is more likely to go out and spend money in their own community and keep those communities thriving versus when they know they have money coming in and they know they can keep their life on versus somebody that's got to figure out, okay, can I get my medication this month or can I get some drugs? Right. People are making real life choices out here and and people are dying because yeah, of and the, and the sick part is that it doesn't even have to be that way. The resources are there. It's just that because somebody want to get yeah. their side chick's boobs done, you know what I'm saying? You know, people people got to lose their house or lose their job or what have you. And again, you have a lot of the same uh, 60 and over homogenous people in the positions of power in these local, state, federal legislatures that are making rules. Right. And what people don't realize is, and that's, that's another point that I brought up the other day, uh, these young people, people want to shit on these millennials, and the only people sitting on the millennials are 60 and older. Right. Because who had the programs the thing and things that they, they don't want to give to the grand to the grandkids with the same shit. They're not going to put up with the same shit that they they saw their parents put up with. They're not going to accumulate hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loan debt, hundreds of thousands of dollars in credit card debt. They're not going to slip away at a company for 20, 30 years under the guise of getting a pension. They're not going to go out and buy a $200,000 house with a 
you know, twelve hundred dollar a month mortgage note, and they can't even barely pay afford to pay their hundred dollar a month electric. No, they're not doing that. They're not going to do it. They are not going to do it. And the fact that that is what it is, these boomers they can't they can't fathom it. And all you hear is the same throwback and the same dog whistles of well, when I did it. Well, you know what? That was fifty fucking years ago. We are heading into a whole new decade with a whole new generation of children that don't have the same problems that are, are, are facing a whole new generation of problems that didn't even exist. 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Nope. So the idea that things are going to stay the same and you don't like that people want to identify themselves with whatever the fuck they want, that's your problem. Right. That's all on you. These kids are not going to be beholden to what some 70-year-old guy who's never had experienced anything like what they have. Who can't operate a cell phone device. In a fraternity. Right, that didn't get through into as a, as a legacy at Harvard or Yale, and didn't pledge a fraternity that their daddies got them into. They didn't do all no. that. They they can't afford to. Hell no. They've seen what it's gotten them, and they're not a part of it. I took my niece to um, a college visit down at Kent State the other day, and Kent State. I'm just walking around. Yeah, I'm walking around that campus with her, and I'm just thinking to myself, this is this is why change is going to come because these kids, these young adults, they are not out here for the bullshit. They are not for the fuckery, and it's amazing to see. It is amazing to see that even though even though people like to think they haven't been paying attention, they really have. And they're definitely going to be bringing about the change that so needs to occur. And and we, those, those boomers don't realize, like, y'all going to get left in these homes to get beat up on and put in fight clubs and shit. They like, you know what, since y'all didn't want to give us nothing, we're going to go ahead and let y'all fight it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know what? I mean, you know what, respect- though? Like. You know that uh, Kendrick Lamar joint. You know Tupac said that people gonna eat the re- the rich. They gonna eat them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can yeah. I, I, I can see that because of the way things are set up for real. You know, on that note, we are gonna hit a hit a break. Oh. Uh, our guests are here, so when we come back. We're gonna have more Juke the Radio uh, sponsored by. And don't fuck it up this time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Reggie Clemens, insurance professional. Losing a loved one is hard enough. Worrying about how you will handle final expenses only adds to one of the worst moments of your life. Let Reggie Clemens help you address this very important need. With over 12 years experience, Mr. Clemens has the knowledge and wherewithal to help you deal with all situations. No exam is required for most plans. Auto, home, and renters insurance is also available. Call 216-925-6577 for a free quote. That's 216-925-6577. Reggie Clemens, insurance professional. We Up Radio is one of the fastest growing online radio stations in the country. If you want to grow your business, promote and broadcast live for your event, or start your career in broadcasting, We Up Radio is the place for you. We have plans and services for everyone. Email us at weupradio at gmail.com to find out more, or you can call us at 216-772-3393. Weupradio.com. Weupradio.com. What's up, 
up, water? It's your boy, Big Squeeze. Each and every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m., we at Radio.com. Check out the dopest show in the world, you heard me? Yeah, me and my homie Moot, we go out here, we go hard with the real hip-hop heads. We got that dope shit. If it's hot, we gon' play it, believe that. Tune in to the jungle, baby. Big Squeeze, Moot, 6 to 8, we at Radio.com. Yo, what's up? What's up, bro? How you? Man, I swear, I know you ain't just called my phone crying. You've got man, should read a birthday tomorrow, bro. I'm still broke as hell, son. So what you calling me for? Go get her something. Ain't got no money. Ain't got no money. I mean, I got, I got a few dollars. Well, that's all you need. Call Jazzy Marie. For what? Uh, Jazzy Marie do my baby mama's nails, her hands and her feet. Man, my bitch should be looking rough too. She did that, bro. Quit playing, bro. Man, look, I'm about to give you a number. Hold on. It's 440-454-4034. Her name Jazzy Marie. Jazzy Marie. All right, what's, what's, the, what's, the, what's the number again, man? What's that code, too? The number is 440-454-4034. Okay. The promo code, if you want to save $10, okay. don't forget. I need that, man. Capital J.M. Squeeze. Squeeze, okay. All right. Thank you, man. J.M. Squeeze. Hey, man, you're my best friend. Man. What's her you, name man. again? Jazzy Marie, man. Okay. I love her, too, man. Thank you all, man. Man, stop crying and get yourself a job or something. Broke ass, man. Hey, I'm Danny. A few of you may know me, or at least think you do, but there's so much more than what meets the eye. Cleveland's own Hazel Green is back with another book of amazing tales. Danny's Tales. This self-published author always bringing heat. Follow my girl on Instagram at Hazel Green. That's Hazel with a Y, Green with an E, 216. Twitter, that's the same thing. Highlight them, man. Make sure you support the movement. Cause it's moving Also go to hazelgreen.com And purchase that for the low I'm sitting here alone I wish I had someone to help me play with my Words Make sure you enter my world With caution That goes to Don EP nice as EP from my man Ghost of Don. Yeah, that shit's called On The Money on all digital platforms, all media outlets, Google Play, iTunes. Make sure you go get that shit right now. Fuck that I had to cuss. You heard the new single with a love? It's crazy. Go download the EP right now on the money and follow my man Ghost of Don. Ghost, D-A-D-O-N 79 on IG. Follow him right now. Go download the EP on the money. Saying it's gonna quit, but it's still going on. Y'all gonna kill the right one. It's gonna be on. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. Tune in to OP Nation Talk every Thursday, 7 to 9. Right here live. Hosted by Ray Sharp, Councilman Ernest L. Smith, and King Swisher. Every Thursday, Saturday night. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised.
What up, what up, this old DJ Candy Man. You need to fuck with me up radio.com. Yeah, it's your nigga Semi, cleaning the motherfucking label, CTL. Shouts out to We Up Radio, DJ Goldie Montana. What's up, big homie? You already know what to do. We in here, lit, fire emojis, you feel me? Yo, yo, what's good, JJX? It's Row in the building, rocking out with We Up Radio.com, and it's all love. JJ, JJ. Yo, 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 what's up? This is Joe Little from the Rude Boys, and when I'm riding and sliding, I listen to We Up Radio.com. This is East Cleveland Councilman Ernest L. Smith, and when I'm chilling at City Hall, I'm listening to We Up Radio.com. What up, though? What up, though? It's Boy Ray Cash right here, Eastside Certified, man. We up radio.com. Sorry, no idea. I am Piranha. We up at we up radio.com. I'm here with DJ Goldie. Go check us out. We in Cleveland, Ohio, tearing it up. Yeah, yeah, it's your boy uh, Rich Carlisle, Crooked Halo in the building. Juked Radio presented by Follow Black Dollars, sponsored by Wristwork Custom. Yo, we in the building. We got my man Denario with the new single, Solo. What's happening? <laughs> hey, man, I was waiting on you to do that, man, because I was, it's, you know what, please, yo, yo. All right, that's what's happening, man. Yo, what's up, man? It's good to have you in the building, man. Hey, for real, for real, man. I've been checking checking you for a minute, man. You had the one video where y'all was over there by the bridge, over by, um, shit. By, um, damn. Yeah, the downtown joint. You, you know what I'm talking about. I was like, I was like, yeah, that shit was hard. But, yo, this this new joint you got, man, it's, it's, it's dope. It's dope. Um, I checked it yesterday. I was like, let me go ahead, play it, you know, get ready for the interview. I was like, ooh. Yeah. So, yo, y'all need to actually, you know, get that on uh, terrestrial radio. Put some, y'all need to put some more mo- money behind that, for oh, real. Oh, oh, definitely definitely want to do that, man. It's so. It's, gonna, it's a must. People are liking the song. So, we're going to get a response right now. Absolutely, man. So, so here at Juked Radio, you know, we talk about workplace issues and, you know, things that go on, you know, on and off the, at, at the gig, right. you know, stuff like that. Uh, our topic today is uh, layoffs. You know what I'm saying? Now, I know you, you know, you were MC and you're doing your thing, but, like, right. have you ever personally experienced that sort of thing before? Laid off? Yeah, being laid off from your job. I've been laid off before. I've been fired before. <laughs> <laughs> I've been laid off. Right. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's the same thing as being fired. But, well, uh, you know what? Technically, no. Nah, but you know, your pockets would disagree. Right. You know, when you laid off, it's like, man, it's like being fired. It's like, okay, you did something, or we say that you did something, so you gotta go. Laid off is you didn't do nothing, but we letting you go. Letting you go. So right. either way, it's the same. You know. No, you know. I've never experienced that, but uh, I'm quite sure that. It's, a str- it's stress. <laughs> Very stressful. Yeah, it's stressful as hell. You coming home? Oh yeah, because you got bills to pay. Right, you coming home like, yeah, I got laid off today. You know, yeah. your woman like, what? Yeah. Sure. Like for real, what happened? No, for real, like I got laid off. Really, right. really, really. Exactly. 
But um, but that's that's the topic we talk about stuff like that. But yo, yo when I got the call, I was like, yeah, you definitely got to slide through. Um, so for those that aren't familiar with you, man, just you know, give our audience a little bit of information about yourself. You know, where you're from, what you do, and how long you've been doing it. Uh, okay, for those that don't know, I'm Dean Nero. Uh, I'm from the South Side, 131st Miles area. Uh, I've been in the game for a mighty long time. Somebody said too long, but. <laughs> I didn't care. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so I just kept pushing, man. But you know, I did some stuff with um with, with Bone Thugs a few years back. Um, I traveled with them. Um, I put out a couple singles. Um, I was um in a duo with a guy named Montego. We put a couple mix CDs out. Um, went solo about. Maybe about two years ago, put out a couple singles. Um, did a single called Work, a single called Buddha Man, uh, Pressure, and then uh, I just did the one I did with your little called um, Solo. So I put that together, I wrote that, uh, setting up my job. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, right. I'm, I'm gonna play it in a minute, man. But yo, yo, y'all did y'all thing on that joint, man, for real. Um, what do you think? Like, like, just tell us about a moment, you know, in your career where you was like, you know what? I really got something here. I need to keep pushing. Or that moment where you felt like that you had achieved, you know, something major to where it gave you a push, you know, to catapult you. Well, made me wanna like figure out how I didn't want to stop one day. Yeah. Oh man, that's me. That's me times, man. I tell you, <laughs> I tell you one day. All right, look, I want. I'm in. I'm in the car one day with my homeboy, and he pushed up on me. He's like, "Yo, you ain't gonna believe this, man. Like I was in Dayton, and like dude was playing your CD. And I'm like, I know that cat. And you're like, No, no, you know. He's like, Man, I love this song. He's like, No, like he had the CD. Like I thought I'd bring it back and get you autographed. It. Like that kind of pushed me, you know. Ten, maybe ten years ago. You know, and I probably want to even at my best, but it was like somebody ever like they actually have my music. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right. I mean, I mean, people tell me. <laughs> I mean, even when people like I was with people like I, I'm like I've seen decades of rap probably like so whoever I rolled with before, they probably didn't stay, stay in tune. You know, they ain't keep pushing. That made me want to keep pushing for the fact that they didn't think that it can work, so they just left it alone. So I'm like, nah, cuz. I got some here. Plus, I had a following a little. I had a little following in a fan base. Mm -hmm. So I, it's not like I just started rapping, but I, I did. I, I, I do come from an era where it was like 200 rappers, and then now you look it up, it's like two billion rappers. <laughs> right. So like, right. Your boss like, hey man, I got this. I got this joint. <laughs> Putting pressure on you, like, hey man, look, I'm just saying, I like, get in the lab. Yeah, yeah. You like, or you know, we can cut them hours. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, I, I be at the job with cast man. I don't even tell my rap, you know, because mm -hmm. everybody did. It, you know, they would find out some kind of way, you know. But you know, I, you know, just being out, you know, people recognize you a little bit, you know. So it's like, you know, that make you want to keep pushing. 
because I thought I had good music. Now I hit my stride yet, I thought. So just let me get my stride right and I'm going to show you something. Right. And the thing is, is that I'm seeing a lot of people in the city, man, that's really getting major shine, man. Major shine. Um, shout out to JJ. You just, she just did a thing with Jay Dupree. Uh, shout out to Nina Nicole. She just was on the radio in Houston. Um, you know, shout out to Fines. He just, he just had the, um, you know, the hip hop joint, you know, downtown. He, no he, he fucked him up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Jay Jean just hit me in my inbox too when I signed right. the deal with um with, with, with uh, brother to brother. She hit me in my inbox because me and her always be you know we always like conversate. I give her respect though. She was tough. Right. And she just congratulated me and everything like what I was doing and just told me to keep pushing. And she hit me up with her little venture she was gonna get into. And I, I wished her well. Cause you know, Jig got bars, man. <laughs> man, right? I've been I've been rocking with Jig since uh, nigga don't nigga don't don't tell me nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I remember her before her name was was Jig. I think I forgot what it was, but it was something else. But it wasn't always Jig. But right, yeah, she get it in though. You know, but there's a couple cats out here doing something. I Rip. Dope boy sound future recently. Mm -hmm. So you know, you got Rip Flames. You know, you got Rip oh, for sure, Rip Flames been doing man. It, it, it's a lot of you know we. You know, we we definitely you know in the city have our own sound. Yeah, we do, yeah. and um, you know that's the thing about it. It's like when Cleveland's in the building, there's a lot of people like, oh shit, Cleveland's in the building for yeah. real. You know, yeah. we we in there. You know, and and like across a variety of um a platforms, it's not just rap. Right. You know, or not just one or two people that's doing it now, man. You know, we yeah. like the melting pot. We take a little bit from everywhere. You know, we write smack in the middle, so. We just, I guess we just bring it all into like one big pot. Yeah. We take a little bit everywhere, you know. I say that, I say that like one thing about you know Cleveland artists is that everybody, regardless of the you know your genre or what angle that you're coming from, everybody tough. Yeah. Everybody tough. Even even cats that's like you know you want to say people that's like a conscious rapper or a battle rapper or what have you. Everybody tough. Yeah. And you feel that. In the music, you feel it in the music, even the R&B rap, even the R&B cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just here. yeah, you know. I mean, rap is very underrated. Mm -hmm. so it's like you know, but when people hear and they tell you, "Oh, we from Cleveland," it's like, "Oh, mm -hmm. they be surprised." But there's really a lot of talent out here in the city that people be overlooking. Right. No doubt. So, and the thing is that um, damn, what was I gonna say? Man, so you know, but yeah, like the toughness and like just in general of where we're from, like you've had people that will relocate to California, and I'm not yeah. talking about even entertainers, just right. regular everyday people. Yeah. They get on the job and they blow up. Exactly. They they get promoted and they like, man, why is you working so hard? <laughs> it's like, man, I'm from Cleveland, man. Shoot, they wasn't trying to give you shit. <laughs> And my people used to tell me back in the day, like, yo, man, if you wasn't from this city, you probably would have made it a long time ago. Right. You know, you know, but, uh, I mean, they used to always tell me when you go out in other cities and try to push your music, you know, if you can't make it in your city, you, you ain't going to make it out here either. You got no. to at least try to own your city in some kind of way and yeah. put a stamp in your own city because you got to bring your city to, to, to them, you know. But people, a lot of people, I, I don't knock the people who left and got it elsewhere. No, nah, and yeah. I say do whatever you have to do to yeah. make it because, like, doing radio with interviewing people from all over the country and some people from other places like overseas. Right. It's the same story. What I mean by that is 
People will say, man, people in my city don't support uh-huh-huh, until you blow. But that's everywhere. Right, that, that, that is right. not... That is not a Northeast Ohio yeah, nah, thing. Nah, it's not. Nah. People will say, well, people in Atlanta support. It's like, man, people from Atlanta. It's people from Atlanta that's not even from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right, right. Not right. even from Atlanta. Yeah. You I mean, know what I'm saying? I'm, it's like, ain't nobody from in Florida, from Florida. Especially Miami. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. I mean, man. I've been out, man. I've been out. And people approach me and they, they talk to me. And they, and they tell me, like, yo, okay, you know, I follow you on, on Facebook or I follow you on Instagram or I seen your videos, but they don't really never say nothing. Everybody don't really speak to you in, in the same way, so you never know who's watching you. So I never really say like, "Yo, oh, Cleveland don't show support," because in a way they do. You just gotta give them something to support. I mean, plus, yeah. You know, plus, you have to just no matter what it is you doing, you gotta keep. You gotta keep going. Yeah, I mean, you gotta push. You gotta push. You know, and you know, it's like it's a it's a competition. So you know, you gotta be better than the next man. You know, you gotta be ready to invest in yourself. And try to just you know stay ahead of the game and you know be original. Absolutely, you have to you know. But again, you know, for me, it's just really you have to. It's like anybody that I've seen do anything well, whether it's rapping, singing, selling sandwiches, painting, <laughs> or anything. It's the same story. They laughed at me. They said, no, nah, but yeah. I had to keep pushing. I pushed right. for three years, five years, ten years, yeah. fifteen years. 20 years uh-huh. you know what I'm saying like people don't know that like Morgan Freeman was pushing for 20 something years right before you know, the big break before the big break and now yeah. he's God yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't really mess with that man now he's God you yeah. know what I'm saying or, or you know Samuel you know Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson, Jackson had to push for a hot 20 yeah I told my dude that the other day I said man Samuel L. Jackson had to push for years man and he overcame uh, a heroin addiction Right, you so, know. So it was like you know, you know, it's you can't put a time, you, you can't put an age limit on your success, man. It's like it's just either you want to keep pushing or you don't. Right, you know. I mean, my thing is, you know, you know, like with the radio thing, it's like, hey, look, I didn't, I didn't go to school for radio, right? And I'm gonna keep doing it until you know, until the end. I'm gonna right. exactly. still step up here, you know, and be on this mic and doing that because you never know, you might have that one broadcast. Uh huh. And then you're looking at the next Howard Stern. Right. You know, and, and that's <laughs> that how it happens. One. That's how it happens, man. Hard work, you know, it, you know, it comes overnight, man, but it takes it takes years of grinding, though, man. So yeah. It's like, Perfecting it's a, your craft and process. just, yeah. It's all a process. You, if you don't want to go through the process, then. You don't want it. Exactly. You don't want it. You can always just go to work. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for real. And right. it's, it, it's, it is what it is. You have to, you know, no matter what it is you're doing, you have to put the work in. Mm-hmm. You know, especially doing something that you love. You know, and, it's, and if you love it, it's really not work. Like, you know, I come down here every week like, man, let's get let's get this radio. Whatever. Right. You know, let's you know, do it. It becomes natural. It's a natural thing, you know. And you get up and you can enjoy what you're doing. Right. I mean, everyone wants to get up and, and, and do something that they enjoy. I mean, I know I do. Right. I live and eat hip hop. I, I think I did for too much, but you know, if you never be too day, much. Yeah, yeah, never too much though. But you know, at the end of the day, you always want to get up and man and push and do what you love. Absolutely. So you, you've worked with some legends, man. Like, tell us about you know one of your favorite moments. Like you know, like one of your favorite moments in the game, and with somebody that you would consider that's like you know. A legend to you that you've worked with, or a time you was with him, even if it's necessarily not in the studio. Maybe let's say you bumped into Snoop Dogg in the elevator. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But just tell us about that situation. Man, I, I was, I was in LA at the at this club with Crazy Bone, man, called the White Lotus. It was like, 
invite only. It might have been Florida, I think. But um, I'm outside, and I'm, you know, I'm smoking a cigarette, and I seen, like, one of the dudes from the Wu-Tang Clan, I think it was, like, I think it was, like, Raekwon or something. He, he was tripping because he couldn't get in. But I had just remember talking to Crane. He was, like, telling me they was going to push in. So I was telling the dude, like, yo, no, he, he good. <laughs> and I was, but I was like, nobody, though, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, all right, so he get in. I show I take him to the VIP where he at. And then I'm at the little bar, and I'm talking to this, you know, this white guy. I don't know who he is. And it's two stories, and it's, it's, two, it's, it's two coincidences in this one story. But, all right. You know, the white dude, basically, I was talking to him, just shooting my breeze at him and telling him who I was. And long story short, when he walked, got, got up and walked away, basically was telling me, like, yo, you never know who you're talking to. And I can't remember the guy's name offhand, but he gave me a card. And basically, he basically was like the vice president of like, like Arista Records and some wow. stuff like that. Right, so he's like, you know, you give me a call. So I ended up seeing, so, you know, that left an impression on me, you know what I'm saying? Before he left me, he gave me a bottle. He was like, you know, the way the network to get somebody here, you know, you might want to shoot him a bottle. You know, alcohol at a party always gets their attention. So he ordered me a bottle, say, so you see somebody you think look important, you know, send us to them. So and then he walked away and gave me the car and said, you never know who you're talking to. So then I push on throughout the day, throughout, throughout the evening. And I, you know, I got my CDs in hand because I'm fresh from the city. I only been out here for like two days. And it's really supposed to be a networking venue. So I see Raekwon again, like the dude I just helped get in. I'm like, right. So I push one, I'm like, yo, anything good? He's like, yeah, appreciate it, son. So I give him the CD like, yo, this is my CD, man, check me out. So he looked at me and said, what you want me to do with this? And it was like... <laughs> <laughs> it shocked what? me. I didn't know what to say. It was like, yo, I, I, you play it, you know what I'm saying? He like, so he was like, you know, you know, you gotta become, you gotta be, you gotta become clever and unique about your approach, you know, right. what you wanna do. But he's like, I'm gonna check you out. But then when I walked away, you know, I'm mingling and after I come back, I see the same city sitting on the on the, on the table. Damn, that's hustling flow. <laughs> That's how I felt. That's oh. how I felt. I felt jaded, like you know. You, oh, you right. I, I, I swear, I just got got you in here, like wait. You know what I'm saying? But you probably could have got in without me. But I like wait, push the envelope for you, like wait. Like, man, I left the dough crack yeah, for you right. and everything. Then you left this sitting right here on the table. But then when I when I, I, I left it there, I started to just pick it back up. I said, no, I'm gonna leave it there. But when I came back, you know, it was gone. Mm -hmm. So I assumed somebody picked it up. And I'm in another city, so. It was just like the fact about like, you know, someone out here probably got it. You know, I, right. I would go out in Florida and just leave my CDs at the bus stop. You know, I'd just pull up and leave them at the store or at the bus stop or anywhere I went to see that, I would just place my stuff down anywhere I went. I didn't care. I would leave it, you know, because somebody might pick it up and, and, and might be intrigued by the cover and might play it. So you never know. But, you know, those days, those two things ta taught me a lesson that day, you know, but, you know, it made me want to network and push more. And I, I kept saying, like, I'm going to see him one day again. <laughs> right. I'm going to see you again. <laughs> I'm going to see you one day again, you know. <laughs> and I ain't letting you in this time. <laughs> right, right, right. And I, had on the, I had on the Browns, the, the whole Browns outfit. And I'm like, you know, maybe it was the, it was the Browns outfit that did me in. <laughs> oh, man. I see assholes like you every day. Every fucking day. Right. Should have had all that Yankee fitted. Yeah, yeah. I should have had the Yankee fitted on, man. Right. All that, all that. He'd have been like, oh, oh, son. Oh, oh yeah. I should have wanted to say, your son, you know. Right. He seen me right away, like, oh, this is a Cleveland cat. <laughs> it's like, no. No, son, can't do that, son. You know. Uh. But you know, it taught me a lesson, though. And I, I wasn't even mad, but it made me push, though. And you know, it made me push. And I was young. I was like, like twenty-four years old. Was like, yeah. 
But I, I went home, I just wanted to write some more. Right. It's like I'm, you know, had a whole diss album. Yeah, <laughs> man, I got you, son. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and play the joint solo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we definitely got more questions, man. Yo, we rocking with... Uh, Dianero. Dianero. Right See, I want to get it right because you, your name's important. You know what I mean? Your name's important. There's, you know, there's and, a story behind that name, too. You know, for real, because like... <laughs> Like, me and Halo, we've been working in years in, like, you know, sales, uh, financial services stuff. We talk to people from all over the world. Right. And, like, a lot of times you get calls from people from overseas, and they be having these intricate names. <laughs> and, you know, and I said intricate, man, but you know. Right, right. So, and. Man, be missing vowels. Be like, my name is. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no vowels at all. No vowels. No, that's good. That's good. That's when I hit him with the thank you, sir. Right, right. Have a great day, sir. But I I brought it up because, like, I was like, you know what? Let me try to get one of these names right. Mm -hmm. And I did it, and dude was like, man, impressed. Right. You know, he had to be. He was like, you know, he probably be from from Mumbai or some shit. (laughs) Definitely from India. This you got close. You got it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, well, Mr. Patel. Right. (laughs) And most folks normally call me the name you did. You know? Slumdog Millionaire. I see you Slumdog Millionaire. Right. 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 You know what I'm saying? And I don't want y'all motherfuckers coming to the station talking shit. Because I'm trying to respect y'all. Yeah. Say, uh, just hold on a little bit. Yo, the point was, you know, when you say people's names right or you make an effort or interest. Right. It, it, it means a lot because you know they didn't they didn't make their name unless they actually said fuck you mom I'm going yeah. downtown and I'm changing yeah. my shit yeah you know I I, I kind of set myself mm-hmm. up for that one anyway you know but I mean I was young <laughs> but you know there was a reason behind that so I was like you know if I do it this way then no one can steal it right you can't copy my names it's so, like you know what fuck it yeah you, <laughs> you, you, it might it might look the same as my name but right. you know because there are some dineros out here right and there's some dia there's some Denaro's out here. Yeah. There is but not, not no Dianero. There is no Dianero. See, I got it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> got that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Without further ado, we're gonna play. We're gonna play the joint solo featuring Joe Little of the Rude Boys right now. Yes. Yo, 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 yo Cleveland, what's up? Keeping the video. Yeah. Got we jungle. Roll the season. The wars wanna eat. What was you? I used to hug that block. Solo. Now, nothing but the load up a bull that I fear now. Used to get 
some love for my girl, she don't show it now. I'm out the mud with no love on the solo. Hit him like great with some weight on the dolo. Sorry for the weight, had to pray on my solo. So full of pain, homies praying in their photos. We so full of pain that we pray now. You can lose life any day now. And them dudes that you hang around with ain't none of them legit. They just wanna see you dead now. That's what I tell my son now. Gotta make him to a man now. Never hold your head down. My homie died and he smiled in the eyes of the killer. I'm running two five in the swisher. 2.5 in the swisher. Praying for your soul. Praying for the wolf that made it home. Praying for the wolf that made it home. Let it breathe. Yeah, I'm gone.
Just the radio, not so much. Since you can't say on no love like that. <laughs> no, because like you know, and, and Halo will tell you, you know, generally speaking, we talk about what we talk about. You exactly. Know what I'm saying so. Right. You know, whenever I have a music artist on, it's either because you dope, right, or you dope, and my man brought you through because you was dope. <laughs> Appreciate. <laughs> I hope You're the not, world thinks I'm just as dope. If not, you know, Halo be like, man, nah. Right she on. She was like, nah. Turn that shit off. Right on. She was like, right. Mm. Yeah. And she, <laughs> am, am I lying, Halo? No, not even a little bit. No, not even a little bit, because you know I'll turn the mic off. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad the mic is still on. <laughs> <laughs> I am glad. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not here for all that. There's two, there's a, you want somebody to gas, there's plenty of people around that do that. We don't do that. Right on. I respect that. Respect that. Respect the love. Not at all, man. I mean, like, I know the energy had to be crazy, you know, laying that joint down. No, it was real crazy. Because like I said, I was, I, I, I wrote it in my head, you know. It was like I never actually had, like, the actual, like, um, stuff down on paper solidified. And I was singing it to people. And they was thinking I was some kind of crazy fool. And I'm like, but I know what the studio can do to it. Mm-hmm. You know, but then I just, I ran into Joe twice. I'm like, you know, let me see what he think about it. And when I did it, he didn't even laugh. He like, yo, play the beat back. And then he like sang it for me. And I'm like, yeah, I was going to do that. He's like, yeah, I bet you was going to do that, huh? <laughs> He's like, you wasn't going to do that. <laughs> you wasn't going to do that. <laughs> you was not doing that. I like you thought you was going to do that, but... Yeah, right yeah. on. But I got you though. I like you your concept. You gonna do this? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna do this? Yeah. He just looked at me straight face like, no, nah, man. No. I, I see what you mean, though. But you know, you no. was not gonna do what I was gonna do to this yeah. thing, right? You know so. what I'm saying? Cause the song, the song, and the concept, the lyrics was dope. But you know, adding him to it, I was like, ooh. Yeah. You know, Cause I think you know what people didn't forgot. People, I think some right. people in the city didn't forgot. How dope the rule boys is. Yeah. Or like, how dope that he is. Right. And man. he's so humble. Yeah. He's so humble, you know what I'm saying? And you know, he speak to everybody. He's he's he never one of them dudes that'll big time you. Man, I I sat back at a at a show in Canton, man. I watched John B like sing all his songs. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, that's John B over there, like singing songs, like his old school songs, you know. Like even like the genuines, man, they all know who he is. Tanks, yeah. you know, so like you know, if you respect them people, you gotta respect him in the same same way. I mean, right. He did his thing. Right. I'm like, man, dude, he still he still. Right. I was like, ooh. Yeah, still blow. You know, yeah. so it's like you know. People act like people act like that. You forgot how to do shit and whatever because you because you older. <laughs> yeah. It's like nah, nah. you get better. You get better, <laughs> it's like, man. Nah. I'm like, dude, d- d- don't, do not disrespect the OGs yeah. because they've been killing people for quite some time. Exactly. <laughs> That's why they still are wrong and they still do it. You know what I'm saying? You know? <laughs> exactly. They didn't worked on a new way to kill you. They just sit right. back because they bored. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's like cardio. You know, they're used to it, man. Yeah. It's like muscle memory, man. Right, right. <laughs> muscle know, memory. I like that. It's definitely muscle memory, man. So, you know, um... Man, but yeah, that's like like I said before, man. I had to, I had to join on repeat. Uh, like, what are some you know? What are some uh, new shows you got coming up? And like, what are some uh, different projects you got you working on right now? Uh, no upcoming shows at this present time. Just really working the single right now. I man, trying to get a, a good buzz on the single. <clears throat> um, I might be bringing out a mix CD. I mean, I got a couple other songs that I have out on my YouTube page, and mm-hmm. um, 
um, that I'm sitting on. You know, I got a, I got a song called Work. I got a song called Buddha Man, mm-hmm. Pressure. So, you know, those are still there. But, you know, the main goal is to promote the solo. And, you know, just a lot of radio interviews, a lot of appearances, showing my face. Um, but I do and I will be having a mix CD sometime within the near future. And hopefully before the end of the year, try to put together a mix CD and uh, give the people something to listen to. Right. And hold on to until until the first of the year when the first quarter start. Mm-hmm. But there's always some new music on the way. I'm working on it all the time. Definitely. So, like, with the advent, you know, with the way in which, you know, we receive our music now, right. you know what I'm saying, versus, like, back in the day, you know, you make your tape, you know, your CD. Now, you know, it's the streams. Exactly. You know, it's just like, it, like the game is definitely, you know, switched up. I'm seeing a lot of artists, you know, for like a couple of weeks or a month or so, they uh they they will come out with physical copies or you know sell downloads, and the name escaped me. Let me look through my phone here, or whatnot, because if if anybody got something to sell. You know, when they dope, you know, I'll definitely rock with them. Right, right. You know, and pay the dollar or the five dollars, you know. Hey, I just had some CDs recently, mixed CDs you know, out recently. <laughs> you know, I, I was out there doing that, you know. We was out there with that, but, you know, we had it to the point that, that we was just, like, able to send, like, music to, like, people, like, in different cities. Right. Because they, they followed us. Okay, okay, so, yeah, I was to get my thought together for, like, for, like, the band camp. Okay. You, you know, you know, are to the band camp, but then after that, you drop the streams on the Spotify, the titles, and things of that sort. Right. And just looking at that model, you know, like, like what are some ways that you feel that artists should attack it now from a fiscal standpoint? Because before you can go out the trunk, and you I know think, you can go ghetto gold out the trunk now. I mean, I think that's still possible. You, you know, know? <clears throat> I mean, it's possible. I don't knock another man's hustle. I mean, but it's really uh, digital. I mean. You know, back back in the day, they used to tell you like, "Oh, you got to go to New York, or you got to go to L.A." <clears throat> Excuse me, or you got to go here. Well, you really don't got to do that anymore because you can just push a button; you can be everywhere. So it's like streaming and getting your stuff out on social media and Spotify's and Google Plays, Apple Music, iTunes. I mean, even the spin rollers with your mix CDs. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's always good to know push push the envelope and push your music. But you know, like sending out of the trunk of your car is not a bad idea. I mean, you don't see people putting putting up too many posters no more themselves no more. Like, that's not a bad idea to just, you know, tag the street with posters, you know, on the polls, you know. Like, any promotion is good promotion. Right. You know, you, you just got to hit it from every angle. But you got to have a multiple of angles. You know, you just can't have one specific angle. You know, you got to be able to, like, you know, maneuver yourself and give yourself some wiggle room, you know. Because everybody not on Facebook and everybody ain't on Instagram and everybody ain't got Twitter. So you got to be able to reach out and, you know, expand in some kind of format and some kind of way to make people even want to take a, a notice of what you're doing, mm. you know, and that's going to really start with investing in yourself and, like, trying to put money into your brand and push your brand. But I don't really think there's no specific way to do it because everyone's tried it their own way, and some people make it their own way. You never know what will work and what will not work until you try it. Facts. Like, have you ever, like, you know... You know, everybody got, you know, the things that we do, you know, to pay the bills or what have you or a job or whatever. You ever right. had an incident where, like, a supervisor would ever heard your music and was like, hey, that shit popping. No, like, I had a job a couple mm. years ago, and 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 I, was, I did maintenance at a warehouse. And, mm. you know, I'm walking through um, during the holiday season, and she was like, the lady in HR was like, yo, you know, I had a Christmas card from, from you from, a, from the supervisor, and I thought it was for me. So I opened it up, and I seen your name. 
She said, so I went to Facebook. But then I went to the Facebook page and it led me to another page. She said, what was so funny was, my daughter be dancing to your song like every morning. <laughs> and I'm telling her, like, I know him. I work with him. It's like, that's your song, like, and that's you. I'm like, what? Because she had called me by my, by my rap name. And she had oh. almost like got, got it right for me. She said, she says, she gave me the car and said, hey, De Niro. And I'm like, yo, yo, how you know that name? And she was like, yo, I seen your name on the Christmas card, so I looked you up on Facebook. And it it took me here. You know <laughs> But it messed me up, though. It's like, like yo. And she was like, yeah. I know who you is. I know who you is. You know, it was like, wow. So she was like, yo, my daughter wanted to copy your CDs. So it was like, I had to go get a, a CD for her because I had the CDs. Mm -hmm. And I ought to got the four. And uh, so the lady come out, she put me at my shows, and she still followed me. So I had, like, gained a fan from that instance at my job. But, you know, she recognized me from her daughter mm. playing my music. And I was kind of shocked that her daughter was playing my music. You know, she was like, no, she loved that song. But, it, but it's happened to me before plenty, plenty of times. And that's what really kept me to, you know, keep pushing and doing something. Because I'm getting across to somebody, you right. know, and somebody that, knows that, me. And that's, the, and that's like the things that make it worthwhile. Because I remember, you know, I was uh, chopping with one of my homies. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, we had, he had the house, we barbecuing. And he was like, yeah, man, so what's up with the radio? I was like, huh? <laughs> he was like, oh, you thought I wasn't listening. <laughs> right, 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 right. I was like. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's like, man, hey, man, we want you to get back on there because I took a hiatus. Right, right. I took a hiatus because that was a time where I had just moved into my house and, you know, uh, was getting ready uh, was getting ready for my son to be born. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I was just take, trying to get that together. I was like, let me focus on this. Right. And then we're going to bring it back. And that was when I was thinking about, you know, I was chopping with Halo on Jug Radio thing. Okay. We, we was just having, we was like just talking about it. He wasn't really playing it for real. Right. But I knew I wanted to take it to a different direction. But, you know, it all goes to show that you you never know who's out there listening or who rocking with you. Oh, yeah. And who cheering for you, man. Perseverance, man. You, you, you got to push. Know. I mean, look, it's, it's not what you go through. It's how you get through it. So, it's like, you know, you, you can choose the stuff. It's not the ones that, it's not the best that make it, man. Like, the best don't always make it. It'd be the ones with the most determination. Facts. I mean, you know, that's the thing about it, man. Talent, talent don't work hard. <laughs> you know, you, you know, really people assume, you know, well, I got this rocket arm. It's yeah. like, man, but if you're not at practice, if you're not watching game tape, and if you're not working on your technique, uh -huh. it's not gonna translate in the game. That's what the terminology you wasn't with me shooting in the gym come from. You know, right. like you wasn't there through when I was missing those baskets. You know, so it's like, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of people could have gave up. You know, anyway, they wouldn't be where they at today. You know, right. Shout out to the ones who kept pushing, you know. But you know, life sometimes takes you in a different direction. So each person has their own their own destiny. So it's like you know, it was sometimes it wasn't meant for some people, you know. But sometimes I feel like myself, I, I can make it meant for me. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I you know, just looking back on just the, the people, you know, the people that you worked with and stuff, and you know, just listening to this joint. I mean, you got people that go through their whole career. Mm -hmm. And never work with a, a platinum artist, a gold artist, yeah. or a artist that went ghetto gold. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You went gold. You never. I mean, you didn't. You know what I mean. You got some. You know, impressive. You know, impressive. Uh, <clears throat> accomplishments, my man. Man, my first time, like really, like getting out of the city, man. I like. I think I want. I want like a Pepsi, like a like a. It was a Rough Waters contest, man, and I was like 209 on, on the list. That was the little number they gave me to put on my shirt. Damn. And I remember it was like earlier in the day. Mm -hmm. And it was like daylight. I didn't go on stage, man, until about 1.15 in the morning. 
and you only got two minutes on stage. And then he pick, and then he like picks you. And if he didn't wasn't there, you know, he call you back, whatever. And that's what it was. But it was only three people he was gonna pick. Mm -hmm. I was one of the three. But then like he slow walked me on like the after effect because I'm like, all right, what's the next move? Because like a month had went by and I hadn't heard nothing back. So I kept calling him. He like, yo, you come to Brooklyn? Because you like you come to Yonkers, and we can holler. And it was like, okay, whatever. I get my dude like, yo, we finna go to New York tomorrow. About to go. Right, because I'm like, be packing it up. I got my CDs. He, I won this contest. <laughs> like, he owe me something, you right. know? So we drive, leave, leave about 3 in the morning. And I remember I get to New York, and I get to the to the tunnel. And we coming in, and I'm calling him like, yo, um, I'm in, I'm in New York. And he like, huh? I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm in New York. He said, really? I'm like, really? He said, well, where you at? I said, I'm on a street called Broadway. He like, yo, follow Broadway all the way up. He said, but I'm not even there. I'm not in the city. <laughs> I see assholes like you every day. Every fucking so, day. I'm like, well, where you at? He's like, I'm on the island. I'm not, I'm not hip. He on like, he on like, he ain't like Harlem or something. Right. So I'm like, oh, well, that's not too far. He's like, well, it's kind of far. Cause I'm on, it ain't far and, enough. Right. <laughs> we done but drove seven, eight hours. Eight hours, we hours right. see you. But he's like, you know, by the time you get up to up Broadway to where I'm at in Yonkers, supposed to be at Yonkers to the studio, I should be like right behind you. So he was like, yo, you really came, son. I'm like, yeah, man. So <laughs> we, we, I pull up at the spot in Yonkers, man, and we sitting there, and now he pull up like 30 minutes later. But I remember seeing like Jada Kiss, and I remember seeing like Eve, and I remember seeing like like the prototypes or those like them three rollers that people riding around on now. Yeah. People don't know that's that's where they came from. Like they they made them designs, and they were smaller versions of them. If you watch their old videos, you will see it. Yeah. And they had the double R's on the on the, on the hoods of them. They sold that prototype and they sold it and they made it bigger. But they, them brads were sitting outside the studio and I'm sitting there with my dude and my cousin like, yo, man, that's Jada Kiss. That's, that's Styles P over there, you know? And then he pull up and he's like, yo, okay. And all it was was a brief interview of what he wanted to see what I had on CD. And he, I had like four songs and he played the first one. He like the first couple of minutes came on and he went to the next one. So I'm like, ah, oh, he, he clicking me, right? Uh -huh. So he gets to the second one and he's vibing on it and he plays it. And he gets to the third one and he's playing and he turns it up. You know what I'm saying? And then he goes to the fourth one, he turns it down a little bit, and he goes to the third one again, he turns it up. And there's people walking by, he like, yo, how you like this song right here? And people are like, yo, that's nice, that's nice. Y'all made this right here? Like, nah, And then he's like, yo, you got a good response. And he's like, yo, I see you all over the place with your style. You might want to just tone it down a little bit and come back here with it. And I want you to give me four more like this. But basically, I took like a seven-hour seven drive to have like a 40-minute conversation with somebody to just, all right, he, we gonna get, get together, we gonna do some work. And I drove back to Cleveland. Yeah. It was like, yo, like that was yeah. my first time like meeting somebody. And then wow. Hooking up a bone was another thing too though. So it was like, I had my times. And then, you know, yeah. I learned from each one of those yeah. days, you know, it pushed me. Yeah, but you know, th that being said, I mean, you know, that reminds me of a story that I read in the source. Master, when they interviewed Master Ace. Right. And then he was talking about his story coming up. And he had won, ironically, a contest that he was supposed to meet with um, Marley Maul. Right. And him and this dude, they went up, they were supposed to meet him, right? And they were ready to meet the wait all day. Mm -hmm. And pretty much, they waited all day. All day. And Marley Maul finally pulled up, late as hell. I mean, you think you think Cass is on like nigga time in Cleveland, right? New York is a whole. Oh no! They thing. sat up yeah. all day, yeah. but you know that being said, something did come of that. Obviously, Master Ace is a legend. Legend, right? And 
He had to do that, so I'm saying I'd say you're not the only one. Yeah, man, you're like you're not the only one. Yeah, no, I'm not the only one. You, you know, each each be funny because you know when I was on the road with Crazy Bone, man, like I used to like would carry his bags for him, like you know, mm-hmm. but it was like I was able to get in the studio. I learned from the dude, you know, and I watched how he did his music, and they'd be catching it like, oh, that's, that's, that cuts hard. And I was like, no, that's not the one you should use. I wasn't just a yes man, you know what I'm saying? But you know, I didn't I didn't really care about it like that. I I was more focused on me, but. I'm not gonna just sit there and be like, "Oh, this is this is hard because you who you are," you know. But I've been there and I see how people network and I see how they how they maneuver and I just took what they did and I learned from it, you know. And I watch people and it taught me ways to do my own my own technique. Right. And I, I guess that pushed me to where I am today, supposedly. So it was like, you know, every day is a, a learning experience. You got to just keep pushing. No doubt, no question. So Halo told me about the time when you was um. When you went to, um, what was you at, New York? Halo. What are you talking about? Uh, when you went to New York, was it for Hot 9-7? Oh, for, yeah. Oh, for, yeah, when Angie Martinez left. I was not, I couldn't do it. I told you, I'll take the mic off. I told you, I'll take the mic off. I'm mad at me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But that's the, and that's another part of that's another right. part of the game where you could get to a certain place and then it's like okay well you're gonna have this distance but you have to do it this way yeah exactly and having the fortitude to say you know what mm-hmm. no I'm not doing that I'd rather just go a little bit longer uh-huh. you know I'm gonna go ahead and hustle a little longer right. or a lot longer to do it on my terms so I can terms. Look, so I can look at myself in the mirror yeah. and like what I see exactly I mean you have to you be know? comfortable with what you're doing in your own skin. Mm-hmm. Cause you, you're not gonna have you're not gonna give it you're not gonna give it your natural if it's not what you feel. Yeah, and I I thought about that because when you were saying I'm not going to just say that's dope because I'm around you. Nah. If it's not dope, it ain't. It's not dope. It's not dope. You know Sorry. that's not what it is. I know you're a legend, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's not the one. You know, right? That's not the one. I heard the other joint. The other one, two back songs back. That beat right there. That's fire. Yeah. You know, that's the one I would run with if I was you. That's just you know. my opinion on it. Right. That's just how I feel. So. I ain't gonna. I'm not here to hear to appease your thoughts. And you know that's another thing. That's another thing about you know with, with workplace issues. You know yeah. you, got, you got the the kiss ass, the yes man. Yeah. The, the, you know we got the co- the company slores. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. You know someone's always brown nosing or talking behind your back, smiling in your face. Yeah, we call them the company snitches. Yeah. Yeah. The company, <laughs> you know, the, the, the company snitches in their formats. Um, you know, and that's in the industry. Yeah, that's everywhere. That's everywhere, though. You know, that's everywhere. You know, people people would hate to see you succeed sometimes. They don't want to see you progress yourself. They want to see you stay stagnant in where they at because, you know, misery to make, like, might want your company. Right. I guess. It's like, ah, oh, you didn't make it either. Great. Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Good try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like damn, they let they let him in. Why him? Oh yeah, Why her? Yo, people love to see you see you in a bad situation. You know, you know, they wish they wish you well, but wish you fail. Right. You know, <laughs> or don't do as good as me. Yeah, exactly. You know, they don't want people don't want you to come out that box that they see you in. No, nah, no, nah, that's why it's best to say solo. <laughs> is that a cheap? Is that a cheap uh, thr- uh, uh, commercial for my solo? <laughs> solo. 
Cop that joint. Like, I don't believe in the phrase shameless plug. Right, yeah, there you go. No, no, buy my shit. My own plug. Solo, buy my record. I'm on Spotify, too, and Apple Music and iTunes, too. Right. You get jiggy with this. All of that, yo. All of that, man. So... <laughs> See, I learned that from them. No, you always got to plug yourself. I don't believe in that. Oh, man. I don't believe in that. It's your plug, plug. You never know. Exactly. That's why they say you plug away. Right. They might look back at this interview one day like, yo, man, this is what made him, you know? Right. This is what did it. You never know. Inside the actor's studio. <laughs> exactly. And then pull up this interview. <laughs> hey, my dude, he me the other day when he seen your post, it's like, yo. I didn't know you were the national recording artist. <laughs> Man, you know, here's my thing. Here's my thing with that. If you have your product on a national and or global platform, you national. I'm national. That's what I felt you like. national. Once you got somebody outside of your city, state, wherever listening uh-huh. to you, you national. You're national. We have, pe- we, we have a lot of people that listen to We Are Radio Overseas that are in the military. Right. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, hey, look. We the World Wide Web then made everybody national. Made everybody national. You know, it's just you how you push a product and you push the envelope. How you do it? I'm like, no, I don't have no, I don't have, you know, we, and that's another thing that artists and creatives have to get out of saying that you're local. Yeah. If you put your shit on the internet, you're not local. No, you're not anymore. No. Because anybody can, anybody can see you, anybody can reach you, or anybody can purchase your product. You're not local unless you just feel in your mind and your heart. Unless, you're, unless you're, your settings on Facebook are, are set to um, <laughs> friends only. <laughs> you <laughs> you're not getting multiple views. You're right. just your cousin and your auntie seeing you. You have right. to put and it and on and public. The, and your auntie's not looking at your shit. She right. Didn't, she didn't you years ago. Right, exactly. You know, like You're still following her, though. She hasn't made a post since 2015. No, not at all. She <laughs> saw the damn party with you with those cigarettes right. and cutting yeah. shit off. Yeah, you, you gotta put not. it on open, you know, open, open, not private, you know. You have ran astray from the Lord. Well, one, exactly. <laughs> Once you put your stuff on, on, on public, then you're to the world, you know. You, to the world. You can't, you, yeah. you, you cannot be noticed, you know. Yeah. Like, I, I've done songs with people all over, the, all over the world, you know. Yeah. So it was like, you know, I know I'm being heard somewhere else besides my city. And I know for a fact that I have people like, and I was just about how you hashtag your stuff too. Yeah. You know, so I I'll hash- never, I, if I have you on the show, or just in general, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not going to play you like where well, you a local artist. Right. Right. You know, you a local this or you a local that. Right. Especially if you, you know, again, like I said before, if you have your stuff open to the world, I mean, you're not local. Unless, no. unless you're going to tell me in the chair, yeah, man, I'm local. I'm going to be like, for real? Okay, well, he's he's local. Uh-huh. Till uh-huh. next week, we're going to have. <laughs> we're going to have this guy next Who's week. Who's not local. Right. Because he doesn't believe in himself. You know? <laughs> Clearly, he doesn't believe in himself. You know, that's, that's, that's some guys that don't want to invest in themselves, you know. You know, it's just like, hey, this thing's supposed to come to him. I'm just that live. Like, yeah. Well, check out this belt. Right. You know, look at my, look at my fanny pack. Right. Oh, man. Man, I don't even, you know, my hand ain't even that quick enough for that. <laughs> you got me, man. You got me. Yo, any, uh, we about to wrap the show up, man. But I definitely want to thank you for stopping by. Um, any last thoughts? And um, also, please plug your, your social medias and the whole nine. Any last thoughts? Uh keep pushing don't stop if they tell you you can't do it show them um 
it's perseverance and, and hustle and grind. Uh, money don't sleep at all, so you got to just keep pushing. You can find me anytime you want to look up my music. Um, my YouTube channel is DNRO1. Uh, my Twitter page is DNRO131. Instagram is DNRO131, D underscore A N A R O 131. And I'm also on Facebook at DNRO Hennessy. Um, music is on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Music. Just type in DNRO Solo, new single with Joe Little. So you can type in DNRO Joe Little song solo. Go download it, stream it. It's a great song. You'll love it. And, uh, Hopefully you'll be seeing a whole lot more of me and uh, you know, stay with me and my respect to We Up Radio for even having me on here to display who I am and let them know that I am the real Dianero. No, that's what's up. Uh, Halo, any any, any uh, uh, last thoughts? Man. Man, that damn Pastor Wilson video, that's a lazy ass shooter. You impressed by that? I can't even rock with you, man. That ain't true. The fuck kind of foolishness was that? You <laughs> lazy bastard. <laughs> I see assholes like you every day. Every fucking day. Why? I haven't even seen the video. Yo, I seen the video, and I was kind of like pissed off that I saw it. I was mad. It was like, yo, and then women like, yo, if you're not like the pastor, I don't want you. Like, you haven't been around then, have you? <laughs> well, it was Man, that. <laughs> that shit was memory. I was looking at that shit like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like, the bitch is laying there. This nigga hands is yeah. laying there. Like, that ain't, this is not even food hub quality type shit. Like, why would you go live with that? Like, get the fuck out of here. Danny back to front, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. You ain't eat? Oh. In the video yeah. after, it just made it even more funny because uh. he was telling people, like, yo, don't worry about who, who cootie cat I'm eating. Worry about who eating your cootie cat. Yeah. <laughs> cootie yeah. cat. Yeah, he said cootie cat. Cootie cat or coochie cat. Gucci got a cool. No wonder you did it like that. You still yeah. call the shit cool cat. Send a tooth with it like two or three times, man. I mean, but you gotta understand. I mean, he is the pastor. Man. I mean, you know, he, you know, for, for you know, for that crowd. Yeah. For the TDJ's crowd. Yeah. That he doing big things. Yeah, but they're like pastor don't got needs. You know, he's a Yo, human being. I rock with the cussing pastor. I'm not, I'm not even into that shit for real, but I rock no, with the, the cussing pastor. Yeah. The pastor can have me, but don't pass uh, without a wife. That wasn't even his wife. This is his wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For real? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, nigga, you super scandalous with this yeah. shit. Like, you lazy with this shit? Like, oh, yeah, oh, that, you, you said that was his wife's friend's daughter. Yep. He was mentoring our church. Hallelujah. That is going to be lit, that motherfucker. And he, well, you know what? Whatever, man. Mm -hmm. And he's still in business? Yeah. He might probably be yeah, famous now. You know well, he's what? famous already now. You, you know what? Me and Halo, mm -hmm. we're going to start us a church. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mona, Mona Scott probably going to give his ass a damn oh, yeah. a reality show. God. Because <laughs> you know she's Major League. There's going to be a church in hip-hop. <laughs> gonna have more beef. Hey, <laughs> Last thoughts, we done went to a whole other segment. Right. Because <laughs> right. I want to, I gotta talk about this shit a little bit more. So, I mean, so uh, I'm still so 
the pastor's wife's friend's daughter. Yeah. Yep. Oh my yep. God, man! He probably, man, he probably yep. got her, got, got her cell phone bill paid. And yeah, they showing her face on the internet now. They showing oh, who she is too. So man. she's, yeah, she's been oh, exposed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she trying to hide herself. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's coming. She couldn't have for long. <laughs> nope. Yeah. It's your fault. She yeah. did it to herself. Ain't nobody trying to put this. That old camera yeah. phone, man. See, that's why Drake, Drake be telling them, yeah, Drake be telling Chief to put your phones up front. Put your phones up front. You ain't about to, you are not about to get this wave. There were days where you just had to put a quarter in the phone to use it. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now everyone has a phone with a camera on it. No, no phones past this point. You got to sign a disclaimer, nope. too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't trying. You ain't not about to get me oh, on yeah. that Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah. Cooper Gooden Jr. stuff. See, I think if Bill Cosby would have had a camera phone back in them days, he wouldn't be in jail. Nah. Couldn't be in jail. If Bill Cosby had a camera phone, wouldn't be in jail. No, we'll see. We'll see footage of them chicks. Asking him, asking him for it. Yup. Hey, I need that pill. Yes, and another, and, <laughs> and another pudding pop too. You know, right. yeah. <laughs> I want a pudding pop. You know, you, now Bill, if Bill had a camera phone, he'd be good. Like they right. melted, Bill. You know, nah, now it's you know, man. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, but yeah, I rock with the cussing pastor because he says he like he likes he likes pussy. Yeah, well, if he, he didn't, like, he, something would be wrong if he was a man and he didn't like coochie. No, it's some that don't. <laughs> it's a it's it, 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 it's a substantial portion of men that don't. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah, you know. I, I I feel for those fellas. I mean, I don't feel shit for them. You know, I feel for them. Hey, whatever. You know, hey. I feel for them. Hey, I love life. it. Hey, I, I'm a kind of yeah, I like that. Women yeah. are beautiful. Very yeah, very much so. <laughs> very All much women so. are beautiful. <laughs> yes, that is true. Every size, every color, every race. <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> women matter. I'm feeling It's Mr. Nasty time. Oh, Mr. Nasty time. The words of the Reverend. Right. You can't go around eating everybody coochie cat. Oh my God! I mean, last we're gonna be back next week. I was gonna, you know, go out of town, but that shit over with. So I'm going. We're gonna be back next week. I'll be back. I'm pretty sure between now and then, somebody else, you know, what I'm saying with. In addition to the workplace issues here at Judge Radio. Oh my God. But y'all, I want to thank you again for stopping through. Uh, any last, last thoughts, Crooked? No, I guess we see these motherfuckers next week.
Uh.